Blog Talk Radio. Reality Radio Entertainment presents Behind the Curtain with your host, Kathy Barrett. I'm Kathy Barrett, and welcome to Behind the Curtain, a show about how we navigate down the not-so-yellow brick road of life. And life is something we shouldn't do alone. So come on and spend the next 30 minutes with me as I reveal what's behind the curtain this week. I just wanted to take a moment to give kudos to Adam Bernstein, who led an extraordinary group of healers at the Chichester Yoga Studio on Sunday. They came together to give up their time to help those who are suffering from the impact of Hurricane Irene. And Megan Lee, who is a healer and the owner of the Chichester Yoga Studio, generously donated her space, and it was really a phenomenal day. Be sure to check out her studio in Chichester. Go to L-A-L-I-T-A-HealingCollective.com because it's not just yoga, it's a healing experience. I also spent two extraordinary days at Peace Village in Haines Falls at the Images of Voices and Hope Summit this weekend. Images and Voices of Hope is a global dialogue dedicated to strengthening the role of media as agents of world benefit. Founder Judy Rogers has worked in media, business, and education for over 30 years, and she brought together this extraordinary group of writers, journalists, photographers, filmmakers, professors, artists, philosophers, spiritual teachers, fellows, and students to engage in a weekend dialogue about mindful media. And it was really thought-provoking, soulful, brainstorming session with these gifted and talented people. I was so invigorated by the discussions and listening to their stories and witnessing their commitment to enriching the lives of others through their work. So several of these phenomenal people will be upcoming guests on the show, lucky me, including the founder, Judy Rogers. So go to IVOH.org for more information on the organization because if you are involved in any form of media, give a gift to yourself and consider coming to the summit next year. Today's show, The Mayan Prophecy in 2012. Our special guest is Rafael Gil Orios, the Artistic Executive Director of Dalia Spanish Theater. Uh, Angel has been honored with the New York Mayor's Award for Arts and Culture, the ACE Special Award for Artistic Achievement from the Association of Critics of Entertainment of New York, and he received the first Hispanic Leadership Award from the Committee on Cultural Affairs, Libraries, and International Intergroup Relations. Angel has produced, designed, and directed more than 120 productions in Spain, the United States, and France, all which have met with international acclaim and has won him numerous awards, so numerous that if we mention each one, we would run out of time and not be able to talk about the Mayan prophecies. <laughs> Angel, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, 
I like the idea of having uh, an angel on my show. So with your permission, I'd like to refer to you in my English tongue. <laughs> okay, very good. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Great. So I just want to um, introduce you to the listeners out there and just explain that um, actually you received a grant in 1979. That was It was a joint grant with the U.S. and Spain, um, for Joint Committee for Cultural Affairs, I believe. And you were able to come to New York uh, to research broad- Broadway musicals, and then you remained here. Yeah, that was the case, yes. I love theater, and I love the musicals, and therefore New York was the place to be. And I remain here. And I congratulations are in order, as you also just became uh, a United States citizen about yeah. a year ago, yeah? Yep, a few years ago. Yeah. Well, we're lucky to have you. <laughs> um, you've been the artistic executive director of the Salia Theater in Sunnyside, Queens, um, whose mission is to celebrate the vibrancy and diversity of Spanish and Latin American culture through unique productions of plays, musicals, and dance. So tell us a little bit about the work you do there. Yeah, uh, the Italia Spanish Theater has been in existence for 34 years now. And I took over as artistic executive director 11 years ago. And uh, usually what we do is world premieres or American premieres of um, uh, authors, composers from Spain, Latin America, and Hispanics in the U.S. So um, our mission is to focus precisely in uh, in bringing the best of um, of the Hispanic culture um in the uh, to to for the US so that uh, people know uh, how many things we all have in common as opposed to what things uh separate us <laughs> yes that's true and and it's also uh bilingual right i mean you you yes. do uh yeah everything tell us how we do. that works yeah everything we do is bilingual in english and spanish so we alternate performances um when they are plays, when they are, of course, musicals, like tango musicals or flamenco musicals we do, then sometimes we do it like that, and others, then what we do is uh, for the lyrics to use uh, supertitles so people can can really understand the words. Although, of course, uh, when there is music and dance involved, it's uh, uh, an international language and there are no barriers for it, so... I mean, people, we, we have like 50% of our audience is Hispanic, but the other 50, it's uh, from all over. Yeah. Yes, and I have been there both, and I don't speak uh, Spanish, and I have been there uh, to, uh, you know, in the audience to see the Spanish productions. And it's really interesting to see them in both, in Spanish, especially if you don't speak the language, to see it right. done in Spanish and then see it in English. I yes. found to be really uh, tremendous fun. And uh, you know, I enjoyed it almost more in Spanish than I did in English because it's it's uh, it's a, a lot more interesting for me, you know. Yep. Yeah, I think you so, know. Uh, yeah, it's important precisely to be able to know better other cultures, no? And that's what it's all about. Yes. And speaking of which, how did you uh, become interested in the Mayan prophecies of 2012? Uh, well, I I would say that I'm being interested in the Mayan culture for a long time. I, I went with my wife like uh, about 20 years ago 
to Guatemala for the first time, and I was really in love. It was like uh, love at, at first sight because definitely when I went to Tikal and some of the places of the the Maya ruins, I was completely, you know, uh, shocked, you know. And then also I went to um, La Antigua, uh, La Antigua, Guatemala, uh, which is a 16th century city uh, recognized by UNESCO as uh, cultural uh, heritage of humanity. And there, when I was there, really in that uh, 16th century city, I was really, I, I mean, I felt a deja vu uh, as if I had lived there before, no? So mm -hmm. much so that, you know, years later, uh, my wife and I, uh, like uh, already six years ago, we adopted two children from Guatemala, and we now even have a house there in in, uh, in Landiva, Guatemala, because uh, definitely I, I felt that I had lived there and that I would like to also at some point be living there and, and then... At the time of about um, uh, two years and a half of doing all the paperwork for the adoption of my children, that's how I really get to got to know better uh, the Guatemalan culture, and of course, you know, then uh, be focusing on the Maya culture because it's it's one of the most important uh, civilizations, no. And that's how I, I, I got into really study um, the what's called the Maya cosmovision, and, um, and 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 everything related to it, and and of course uh, the Mayan calendar, and that's how the the 2012 came about. And what I would like to say about it is that definitely it's not what many people are talking about or thinking, as usually happens in our world focusing on the negative thing, as if the Mayas were uh, somehow bringing up a kind of prophecy or whatever about the end of the world or whatever. It's not that at all. That doesn't have to do uh, anything with the ending of anything, but really with the beginning of something else. It's, it's true. I was really blown away uh, as I went to do my research to see how many negative sides are up, you know, really, you know, just kind of sending out fear thoughts, you know, uh, to people. And even on NASA's website, um, which I, I went to to explore what their opinion was about it, they were saying that as of 2009, there were more than 175 books listed on Amazon.com dealing with 2012 as the doomsday. And, you know, they're referring to it as a hoax and, you know, that there is absolutely no disasters about to take place and that, you know, anyone that's, you know, implying that, that this is disastrous is just out to make a buck, a quick buck on the whole deal. Right. Yeah, that, that's true. But at the same time, what, what, is, what is very interesting is that uh, one has to um, really take into account a civilization and a culture like the Maya that were really, uh, you know, scientists and astrologists. So their their uh, study of the the universe and and the creation of that. Uh, well, they invented number the number zero. So, but at the same time, when they were um, you know looking into uh, seeing by observation 
the nature and, and the universe and all that. That's how they came up with this um, so-called Maya calendar, that the long term, as, as it's considered and it's called. So what happened with it is that, uh, and they have recorded that in huge uh, stones, you know, that's in, in, in their art as a way of leaving it for posterity. And what's happening is that in all of them, um, the, it, it coincides with what would be the equivalent to our calendar, to the Gregorian calendar as we know it, that in um, as the um, winter equinox or solstice is going to uh, start on December 21st of 2012, then is the number zero again in that ca- in that calendar, no? So it's because yes. of that, that reaching the number zero, that, of course, for many people means the ending of something, and that's how then all the catastrophic people, etc., are in the same way that we're talking about, you know, with the when, 20, when the, the, the year 2000 was about to start or whatever, all those people who really want to, to be, uh, as you were saying, taking a bug on the, the fear of many, of yeah. many people, no? While the, the Mayas were talking about the opposite, about the vital energy uh, being focusing on take and on a transformation from fear into love, no. And mainly, yeah. what they are talking about is uh, is that uh, on with the 21st of uh, December of 2012, uh, we, the sun will be in the center of the galaxy. And by being in the center of the galaxy, then we're going to start a new cycle of the sun, and is what they call the fifth sun. So meaning that from that day on, in the in the solstice of uh, of winter, it's like as if the sun was coming into day, into dawn, uh, because we've been uh, right now. We are uh, the the fourth sun in which we are. Is like on the on the uh, dark side, no? It's like on the on the night, and we're gonna go into the dawn. So the whole thing, what's important, and and in in all their observation in the um, in the cosmovision, what they call the cosmovision, is that transformation that what they're talking about is that by the sun having all that energy that is gonna be much uh, stronger than before by being there in the center of the galaxy, of our galaxy, and therefore even with the help uh, of the black holes and all that, uh, that, you know, that we've been creating, the impact of that energy is going to be so strong that, of course, nobody knows what's going to happen related to the physical aspects. I mean, the Earth or the planet, and that's where they are different uh, versions, no? But what the Mayas are talking related to the human aspect of it is that, what they think is that it's gonna that alignment somehow it's energetical uh, alignment is gonna trigger in what we we have in inside the human beings in like the divine uh, gene let's say uh, uh, so that it's gonna trigger um, another kind of uh, in in the human evolution in in our planet is gonna. Uh, trigger like a, a, another level of conscience. So we're going to have uh, to so to 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 explain it quickly like a new sense that we're going to have a new sense. That by the way, the uh, Mayans don't believe we have five senses. No, the five senses that regularly we use, but six. They think 
we have sex. And that's why, you know, even when people, especially women, are referring about kind of having a, a, another sense, you know, like a sixth sense, a kind of premonition I, thing or whatever, I mean, the Mayans thing, it's true. I mean, that, that we really humans have six senses, and the, the new one that will be like starting with a kind of energetical um, uh, uh, thing, it's going to trigger a, a seventh sense for us that somehow it's going to uh, uh, be more in touch, in, in, in touch with uh, having a kind of uh, uh, transmission of thought. So that in the same way that in technology and in the current world, everything is becoming global because of this uh, internet and, and social network, as they call, it's going to be also a, an energetical, positive uh, um, kind of uh, network in the world created by that kind of transmission of thought that has to do with another level of conscience that uh, that, that strength of the fifth son it's going to be uh, having on us as a way of evolution, no? in the same way that we were, you know, there was the minerals and the animals, and, and I mean, minerals, vegetals, and animals, and we are the animals who think. Now it's like the, the next step on that evolution is like the animals, the animals who think and can transmit their thoughts or be in a wave, in a kind of global wave, um, by which even kind of uh, uh, not only transmission of thought, but even some kind of telepathy uh, can even happen. No? So that that's the kind of uh, new um, conscience that uh, the Mayas are talking about um, having having to do with um, that for them the um, the three dimension that we call of our world for them. It's not only a kind of, uh, you know, like a, a regular physical, uh, uh, in terms of, of having the, you know, the length and the height and the depth, but they're talking about that the three dimension of the human beings has to do really with having a physical uh, part, a mental part, and a spiritual part. That, that's really the three dimension of the human beings, those three. And the one that needs now uh, a, a, another uh, evolution and is going to be triggered there, it's in the head related to, yes, the mental, but in the spiritual way. So that that's what coincides what, um, with what in the East has to do with the third eye or, you know, that kind of pineal uh, glands and et cetera that are in, in there. Uh, that it's going to continue evolve, evolving, you know, like uh, the brains, you know, like there in, the, in that part of the, of the, of the brains. Although for, for the Maya, the most important thing is the heart. Actually, everything that has to do with the Maya cosmovision, it's like saying the heart of the, of the, of the sky, of, of heaven, uh, the heart of the earth, you know, that, that kind of uh, uh, equivalence, no? Because the heart, it's uh, for them as if it was some kind of um, God, but meaning just a kind of uh, um, uh, unity uh, in the whole world, no? That as everything, nature, right, uh, universe, us. it's all together, no? 
Yes, that's what connects us. And what's, what makes this whole concept so interesting is that they really were an amazing civilization. They were, like you said, unbelievable astronomers without the sophisticated tools that we have access to. And they calculated the length of the solar year within an era of like 23 seconds. Yeah. And I think they also calculated the length of the cycle of Venus moving around the sun with a margin of error of something like one day in 6,000 years. Right. They marked uh, equinoxes and solstices cycles of Mars and Jupiter and Saturn eclipses, um, something like 33 years ahead of their time. You know, just to just to give people something to to kind of connect what Angel is talking about. This was also a civilization that you know developed a very sophisticated their own language, um, just the way that they built their their cities, which at at some points I believe it. Um, they had uh, approximately, you know, maybe 40,000 people living in these these villages. And if you look at the the ruins and and the diagrams of how these cities were constructed, I mean, it was like it was amazing. And they did it all without, um, at one point, building these incredible structures without a wheel or without tools, which I can't. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's what is amazing. That's why I mean, when you go to like a city like Tikal, uh, in the middle there of the of the of the forest there on uh, on Peten, it's amazing because it's not you know like one is used to when goes to some place and you see like a ruin, no, like a temple there or or even Chichen Itza yeah. or whatever. No, this is a whole city. You go there and you're in the plaza and you see the whole city around you. You know. So it's with the observatory there, and you know, so it's it's really amazing, absolutely amazing, you know. So and what's you know, they were they were very sophisticated in everything they did. Yep. Yes, but but even for us to think about how right they were, and for example, what's interesting for me is that for them is all um, one thing, no? The nature. I mean, we are all one thing. So so because of that. They don't separate what we in our society and in our world separate, like, for example, the scientists and the religion, no? So it's interesting how, for example, the, the, the question of the cardinal points or things like that, they put it all together, and then you see what's the difference of by thinking like that. Because, for example, in our world, yes, we talk about for for um Cardinal points, right? And then, so you have, but they say they are six in terms that you have in front of you, behind you, to the right, to the left, above you, and underneath you. So clearly it's interesting because it's not only north, south, east, and west that, that really has to do with our physical world and scientists, etc. but also the above and below that, of course, another people took like as their own meaning religions, no? <laughs> so that, that's what interests me, no? That, that really uh, they consider everything one. And with that perspective, uh, everything has a different uh, um, insight, no? Yeah, well, if that's exactly, if that's the intention, you know, if, if we really do um, live as if we're all connected and we're, you know, we're all one together, then all of our actions, all of our thoughts, all of our words um, will have a different, you know, feeling behind it, 
rather than just, you know, me, 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 and I'm just looking out for my own well-being. And and that's what makes, you know, the whole aspect of this really exciting to me because, you know, it's like, I mean, how how terrific would that be if all of a sudden, you know, uh, December 21st rolls around and we, <laughs> we have an opportunity to, like, let go of the past and it's it, for all of us to just start scratch and from this positive, wonderful place and, you know, what an amazing um, energy boost that would be for the planet, you know. Exactly. That That's precisely the point that they are trying to make by rem- reminding us about the 2012 and, the, you know, the, 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 the December 21st of 2012. That is a, a time of a, a, an amazing opportunity for the ones living here for us and also a time of, of an enormous responsibility. And we should not just, you know, uh, you know, go by. You know? <laughs> that definitely is not just a question of uh, the uh, what's going on, what we're doing to the earth, and all that. It's, of course, it is. But at the same time, it's 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 really we really. I mean, the future it's really um, uh, holds a, a, a great uh, promise for us. You know, according to precisely this evolution that is continuing and is going to continue like in a new phase after that. So therefore we have to be like prepared to it because it's going to be like in the, in the, when one looks back in history, the new uh, uh, period that we're going to go is like a a new period of enlightenment. So that kind of enlightenment that is going to happen with the, with the stars, with the sun specifically universal, I mean, in the universe, as therefore a great opportunity to have this global feeling that we now all have to make it really universal in general, in order to really um, kind of create a common destiny and be or be more aware of it, you know, and, and, and together have uh, you know uh, more a kind of global society that, was, that that is supposed to be founded more on on respect, you no, know, for for nature. For the for universal human rights, for um, economic justice, no, and and more interested in a culture of peace and not war, you know, and not with all the interests that we know uh, now, uh, because we've learned uh, of of the interest of uh, economical interests of the of war, no, uh, everywhere. Yes, yes, and so, you know we are global in every other way, except we're not connected in that respect spiritually if yeah. you will, you know, it's like we're still all separate in our, in our, uh, you know, country by country, and, and, and this is really an opportunity for, for, you know, everyone to go within and come to a different level of consciousness for themselves. And it's like, it's not like, you know, there's some magical thing that, that's going to happen in a way. I mean, we have that ability now, but they're just highlighting it, you know, and, you know, maybe there'll be an additional energy source that will help boost that. But it's really, you know, we can we can take hold of that at any moment. But it's wonderful to have something to collectively join us together like this. And it would be so great if, you know, that's what I, I would like to do and start joining that kind of a cycle where the whole world comes together to participate on a on December 21st, you know, 2012, and really come together, even if it's for a worldwide meditation. You know, to help you know raise that level of consciousness, that would be outstanding. Right. Yeah, definitely. That that's that's what 
I think, you know, if, if we um, put our minds to, to that kind of thing, it's, it's like, yeah, like, like uh, having, having your, uh, your, uh, your mind but also your soul kind of uh, uh, be able to then get the, that wave, no? So that, yeah. that at the same time, it can not only make an incidence in your uh, in your uh, genes, no, in, in, in the in the divine genes that people call, you know, um, as sons of God uh, of whatever that by different religions means, but you know, at the same time, to um, in the same way that we have the um, uh, DNA, the human DNA, well, that part of the of the divine DNA. It's what uh, it's it's important to really try to get to work in that same global sense that we do with the rest, you know. And in the same way, we see how how the world is transformed and is transforming um, uh, each day, uh, like we see now in the in the east and all that, with all these uh, things happening in the streets and and again, uh, the students going into the streets again. Uh, what like is famous now in Spain is called the movement is called uh, the indignados, meaning the people who are really um, upset, no, with the, how things yeah. are, are are done. It's a, but again, it's like uh, like in our time was the hippie movement, and also definitely those kind of movements from time to time really explode somehow again, no. And and I yeah. think that uh, the new one now uh, in this sense. It's what what uh, what is creating is more awareness, uh, and therefore I think that's where where the important part of uh, of really being um, uh, taking um, you know deciding deciding to live with a with a sense of of universal responsibility. It's very important because the, although we are from different nations and all that. There is one world in which you know the local and the global are linked, and and what's interesting for me is how the Maya from the very beginning have always thought that way. You know, like uh, of uh, they always felt and and by studying and having what the Popol Vuh, their famous book that is like the Bible, and their whole yeah. sense of cosmovision, what's called Maya cosmovision, they really uh, invite uh, to uh, people to read some of those things because it's amazing how how much they are you know um into what even today we will consider uh, avant-garde <laughs> you know it's just, <laughs> all right because it is really Definitely an avant-garde of, of their time because it's an it's a spiritual avant-garde and that's what they are talking about that that this fifth son it's going to create or start uh, let's say well, I'm saying create because also what happens is that the, it, that's what the evolution in in the in the world, that's what it is. It's, it's creativity. It's it's an, I mean it, it, creation continues. So the, in the same way that we in the theater or you know in all the arts are creating and our minds are creative, uh, all that is happening in a way that what what. Uh, the Maya are somehow saying is that in this new phase that we're going to be doing uh, or entering precisely by having this fifth son with the, the energy so strong, it's going to help all that uh, new state of, of uh, spiritual conscience um, 
to grow because, I mean, it's going to be even if we don't want, you know. <laughs> so even for yeah. those people always looking for the negative as as for as, as opposed to the positive, they're not going to be, you know, there is not, uh, they cannot go back, period, you know. <laughs> right, right. So they're going to have to be, be facing that, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, uh, for once, <laughs> it's going to be a good thing, you know. Right. <laughs> yes. To be forced to yes. really think right, that's great, you know. <laughs> It, it, is, is. it is great. Yeah. Well, I can't believe we've actually gone over our time, but um, oh. tell the folks, you know, this, for people listening to the show in archi- archives, they will be hearing the show in, in entirety. It's just that if anyone was listening live, and uh, okay. so not to worry, the full program will be heard. What, okay. um, do you, what do you have coming up uh, for you now? What do you want well, to do? Well, for, for me, I'm, um, well, I'm uh, working in, on, on a film, um called uh, Cacique, uh, and I'm also preparing several theater productions now, several musicals that I have coming along, one precisely about the five senses. <laughs> that will be a tango musical uh, with, uh, you know, like a kind of total theater experience, as I call my kind of uh, signature work somehow. But this time it's yes. going to be um, at the service of the five senses, no? And, and that's uh, coming you know, up at the theater now? Yeah, that, uh, well, the first thing just now, it's going to be music and dance from Colombia and Colombian salsa. Then is another production of flamenco, and then is the tango. The tango will always be around uh, Valentine's Day because that's, you know, like the tango lover's time. <laughs> so that's, that's <laughs> yeah. when I do my tango season. Okay, and going back to Guatemala. Sense. Yeah, and I'm going to go back to Guatemala. I, I help create it because I'm committed to this country now by having my children there. So um, I uh, helped to create the National Theater Company last year. And, um, and now I'm going to be doing the world premiere uh, in two years now because I had to postpone it now with the new government. I mean, just now they are in elections, period. So that means that uh-huh. for two years you can't do anything <laughs> uh, there. Right. So until 2013, I won't be able to do the world premiere of their um, Nobel Prize winner, Miguel Ángel Asturias. Yeah, it's a, it's mm. a play about the founder of human rights in uh, the 16th century, Bartolomé de las Casas. So that's my uh-huh. big project there in Guatemala. Another man way ahead of his time in many ways, <laughs> las Casas. Yes, as we know. Um, okay, great. Well, thank you for bringing all of your wonderful insights to us uh, about the uh, Mayan pre- prophecies and their and their culture, and 2012, and leaving us with all those positive thoughts. I mean, it's a, a great thing for all of us to wrap our brains around now and step into um, a higher level of consciousness. So, thank you, Angel. It was a pleasure to have you with me today. I hope you'll come back and keep us posted on all the fantastic projects you're working on. Thank, thank you, and I just want to tell you that today in the Maya calendar is a day called Ik, and it's precisely the day to ask for protection in general and in order to um, uh, raise the uh, universal spirit. <laughs> so oh, that's more so appropriate. perfect. Yeah, so that's what today uh-huh. is. <laughs> No, well, that that's really a wonderful way that, to end the program. So I thank you so much, Angel, and, and be sure to come back and um, keep us informed about all the great work you're doing. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.
My wish to this week really is that we all get into the mindset that December 21st, 2012 is an opportunity for us to start anew. Imagine if we could leave the past in the past and begin fresh. Our combined positive thoughts could leave a peaceful imprint on the world we live in. There's nothing to argue about with this topic. For those who want to hold on to the thought that it's all going to be over shortly, live like the end is coming. Just make it a good thing. Instead of living in fear, be fearless in revealing yourself and passionate about living each day to its fullest. Next week, let's hear it for the boys. Ross Garnick and Jerry Tease, two examples of professional men at the height of their careers who were laid off and have been unable to secure corporate jobs again. They have had to redefine themselves in the process, which has led them back to music and art, their original passions. Tune in to hear how they navigate their way through this jobless economy. This is Kathy Barrett sending you a virtual hug from behind the curtain. I'll be back next week, and I hope you'll join me. Peace. 